Full disclosure, I don't think I'm going to be making any friends on this episode, but I've got to be honest. Something's been bugging me, and it's excuses, people that make excuses. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I got an email, and um, I was I was inspired by it, and I want to share that with you and talk about excuses today on Think Jargon. Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert Jarrett Broussard and digital content creator Stuart Poulton. Can we be, like, really honest today? No. Yes. So I kind of feel like, you know, people are, uh, people are giving us the time to spend 20 minutes with us sure. for a podcast episode. And then it's, it's, I feel obligated to be honest. Yep. Okay. So forgive me if this strikes you the wrong way, but I am a huge believer in, uh, in personal autonomy. Okay. The idea that you are in charge of yourself. Yeah. In fact, it is literally the only sphere in which you don't need permission to act. Right. If if, if, if things that you do, so long as you don't hurt anybody else, you should right. be able to do. And so with that comes a responsibility, right? Over the last couple of months, I have met, bumped into, talked to, overheard so many people saying, because of COVID, I can't do this. Sure. It's almost like a crutch, right? <sighs> Dude, it just makes me sad. Yeah. Because I just don't believe it. I know that things can be really tough sometimes, depending on your situation. But I, sorry, I'm going to lose. Just say it. Yeah, so if you're the kind of person that makes an excuse, yep. you're the kind of person that makes excuses. Yep. And, and COVID is just one of a million, right? Yeah. There's, if it wasn't COVID, it would be, be something else. Exactly. And yeah. so it is a, uh, it is a hole that you don't want to start digging is yeah. my point. You don't, you're not served by blaming some external influence on why you can't do something. Well, it's the easiest thing to do. It is. And I just encourage you to not. So I got a, an email from GoDaddy, yeah. the hosting service. Absolutely, we we host all of our most of our domains through um, GoDaddy. And this article um, was featured in this uh, in this email. I just want to go through it because okay. I love this. Wait, I, first of all, you actually opened the email. I'm impressed. I open everything I get, or else really? I subscribe. Okay, yeah, nice. Very intentional about what comes in my inbox. Okay, so this lady, she's uh, owner of a, a a studio, Fogue Studios. The title of the um, article is "Art Matters No Matter What," and I'm yeah. going to do something we don't usually do and just go ahead and read some of this. Sure, I will preface that by saying uh, I live in the South, and uh, a lot of really? people just want me to. Read That's why to them. you have an accent. Yeah. So um, this <laughs> accent thing. Sorry if you're listening in England and you right. think what an idiot, but it matters over here. <laughs> People like hearing me read, so I'm going to read. Sure. Artist, entrepreneur, and all-around force of nature, Patty Curtis, owns Forge Studios and Gallery, a flourishing, supportive workspace for Seattle artists over 50. Mm. Located in the city's Georgetown neighborhood, Patty opened Forge after talking with fellow older artists about the difficulties of placing their work in area galleries. Three years on, the space is the creative home for some 40 culturally diverse, talented painters, sculptors, writers, and mixed media creators. 
When circumstances took an unexpected turn, i.e. COVID and the whole mm-hmm. shutdown, Patty pivoted. Love that word. Pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Yeah. It's a good podcast, too, if you ever listen to Pivot. I did not. You okay. Put, Check it out. To, okay. So Patty pivoted to adapt her business and protect her peers. Now, I want to pause here because if you're rolling your eyes, then stop it. Okay? Because I'm not saying that yeah, you should you should pivot and everything will be fine. Right. I'm I'm saying you shouldn't you shouldn't tolerate uh, something something external preventing you from trying. It's it's about adapting. It is, and and of course, not everything you do is going to work. But you've right. got to keep walking. You've got to keep pushing. And this Patty did, and I love it. Can I say something real quick? Of course you can. I did not realize that Georgetown was in Seattle. I've never been to Seattle. Oh, I have many a times. Really? My wife is from there, so her family uh, lives in Seattle. But um, it was a complete side note. I yeah. thought Georgetown was only in Washington, D.C., but apparently there is a Georgetown in Seattle. But well, carry on, Now my we know. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Do I need to read? Yeah. So, Patty's not just the owner of Ford. She's part of a high-risk artistic community. Her business serves the average age of her artists at Forge is about 64 or 65. Patty says, and we're quoting here, so we were really kind of on the front end when our governor recommended that we stay at home. By late February, she'd spun up an online store. So while she couldn't have forged doors open, she could still showcase the artist's work. Mm-hmm. That's her first pivot. Yep. She says, I put everything that was in my gallery on my website, and then I created a simple shopping experience. It was pretty easy, and I think it looked pretty professional. So this is not a web developer. This is a, 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 sure. a, a older lady, yep. an artist, that found herself in a situation like we yep. all have, and she decided, well, let's try this. Yeah. And she built herself a website. Yeah. So as part of Forge's new online store, Patty created a section called Art Under $100. This is another innovation that she attempted. We're quoting here. She says, I photographed a lot of the work in the gallery that fell into this price range, she says, so that the people that wanted to support the arts but couldn't spend a lot of money had a lot of choices. So she gave her customer base more choices through this online platform. Um, Then she placed ads on Instagram and Facebook that showcased these affordable priced pieces. I love this next one. So she says, uh, with the online store in place, which was a new innovation in light of COVID, Patty started a YouTube channel with content about the studio and its artists. She quotes, I put my ego aside to try something new, she laughs. Uh Doesn't that sound familiar? She says, I mean, I don't love seeing my face on video. I'm 56 years old. Let's be real. But in addition to a virtual uh, tour of the studio, the channel has short interviews conducted by uh, Kerry James, the studio's operations director, with Forge artists who go in-depth into their backgrounds, their inspiration, and their methods. And we're quoting here, it's a simple, cool way to get content out there that lets people into the gallery to hear from the artists. Sure. Patty says, we had a lot of fun and followed social distance guidelines Uh to get the videos done. Yeah, I love that because she... um you know, you have to be to do that. You have to be vulnerable. Yeah. And um, you could tell she wasn't comfortable doing it, but she did it. It could have been an easy um, no. Can have been an uh, excuse. Well, I'm 56. I don't want to do this. And, uh, and our whole business model is to have people come in and look at the art yep, in our gallery. Yep. She had to completely reinvent herself. Yep. And I'm sure, as is the case with all of these articles, that the only, she probably tried 
10 times this absolutely but we're only hearing about the things that work yeah you that's don't see the nature of, you don't see the pain you don't you, see you the only pain. seen the gain so to speak right but right. i love this because it speaks to that whole don't be a, a person who succumbs to the idea that because of a situation you can't so her takeaway is this stay tenacious and compassionate mm. and i'll continue reading so like all entrepreneurs Patty knows there's no going back to the way things were, and she's taking this opportunity to learn new skills that will strengthen her business over the long haul. She, she suggests that others follow suit. She quotes, to small business people, I would say, create an Etsy store, create an eBay store, yeah. do an Instagram store, do an online store, do all the new things you can to connect with your customers. That's right. When Forge does reopen its physical doors, she plans to celebrate by auctioning in off um, some murals. I don't know what these murals are. I think that'll be a really fun thing to do, she says. Moving forward, I hope there will be a greater appreciation of art, that people are going to want to go out and see pretty things and to be together. Nice. And, you know, she could have easily, you know, that's a great story. She could have easily just went on about her business, doing the same old, same old. COVID or the circumstances that she was facing where she could use that completely as an excuse to do nothing. Um, but she didn't, she went out and she made that, that she was almost forced to make a change. And, um, now look at where she's at, where she is now. I'm at a point in my life now where I've seen, uh, I've seen enough to where when I look at a person, doesn't matter what stage or where they are in life, mm -hmm. I know that every human being has enormous potential and whether they're realizing it at this moment or not, doesn't take away from the fact that, that I know it's there. Right. And so when I see someone that is, 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 you know, working, striving, hustling to, to realize something that they're passionate about, yeah. it just makes me smile. And so when I read this article, I'm just like, good for her. Oorah! Absolutely. And not to get, get too far into the weeds, but you know, um, I mentioned the um, the podcast Pivot. There is um, one of the hosts is uh, Professor Scott Galloway. He's a marketing professor at NYU, but he's done he's doing um, all these new initiatives with marketing. And um, one of the things he says is is COVID has forced us has basically you know in the last six months has has made us fast forward our digital habits and lives by 10 years mm. so she this is a, just another example of someone that may have not done this ever or maybe w what she was doing maybe if covid didn't happen maybe she would do this eventually like 10 years from now it is like fast forwarded 10 years from a technology standpoint that's where consumers are now that's what they expect and so she's just meeting the consumers uh expectations now See that pile of stuff right there? Yeah. All of that came through Amazon. I've this never... a box of... I've boxes of Amazon cables, deliveries. wires, yeah. all this kind of stuff. I've never bought so much stuff yeah. off the internet. My, my, my habits have changed too. Absolutely. Of, my wife yeah. uses Instacart to buy groceries. It's the most weird thing yeah. to have a you know UPS truck show up with your milk and your... Yeah. But that's how we're oh, yeah. living now. Yeah. Same here. If, we do uh, shipped. If you're not... Um, you know, if it's not enough, if you're still like rolling your eyes at the idea that, you know, stop 
you know, stop making excuses is what we're basically saying today. What Jared just said should be kind of terrifying because the people that are attempting to innovate are making a huge leap forward. Like yep. this lady we just talked about, she's going to have a whole online presence when yep. she opens her gallery again. Yep. How much further ahead are, are your 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 you know, light years competition going to be if you sit back and wait for the next? Well, I hate to say it, but it's 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 the adage of you know if you don't if you don't force yourself or adapt, you're likely going to be extinct. No kidding. And a lot of people have had to go to a business. Uh, you yeah. know, it's um. All right, so let's. I, I want to find out. Um, you work with a lot of companies. Mm -hmm. We don't need to give names and stuff. But yep. you you run an agency. Yep. With a bunch of staff, and I'm in business too. I can think off the top of my head of a bunch of ways that I've adapted. Can you yeah. share one or two ways that maybe your agency has adapted, or or interesting ways that maybe clients you know took that challenge that was presented to them and pivoted? Sure. Absolutely. So we've had to adapt um, the agency itself in simple things like, well, they're not, maybe not so simple, the work environment. We went from 100%, you know, in-house, in in-person staff. Like most people now, we're, we're sort of, you know, 60, 40, 60% virtual, 40% in the office. Uh, that's one way. Two, we've had to kind of um, adapt to uh, the way people or consumers are buying now, even with our agency, trying to make things a little bit more um, frictionless, where um, simple things like um, um, the ease of uh, sending quotes and signing quotes, uh, making that easier than we did before. Um, so no, it's true to say that that when you are meeting a new client, when you are you know sharing ideas and getting to that point where you sign a contract, it's almost nicer to be in person. Yeah, and so the, the, that would be the easy default that we've yep. done for for so yep. long, and not being able to do that can't and, do that anymore. Well, I'm sure you've you've saved a bunch of time though with with uh, oh, streamlining the process. Absolutely, and then clients, we have some brick and mortar retailers that were forced to. Uh, kind of like this um, this example that Stuart brought up with the GoDaddy email, this um, art gallery owner. Same thing um, here locally. We have an outdoor retailer that was forced to um, be more active on social and promote things um, via their website. Uh, fortunate outdoor realtor are you talking about like a garden furniture and stuff like that or? yeah like outdoor okay. furniture um fireplace outdoor fireplaces gotcha. yeah. um barbecue pits those sorts of things that be that just this is how stupid i am so when you said outdoor realtor i'm like uh do they sell books in a field <laughs> <laughs> uh outdoor furniture retailer <laughs> okay, but let's okay. put it that way i outdoor lifestyle that has honestly been a uh has you know, had a positive increases because more people are staying at home. Mm. So they're looking around their house going, okay, what, uh, you know, sort of the, what, how can we make this a staycation? What can we do? We're not investing in traveling. We're not investing in business travel. What can we do to, you know, kind of have our own vacation within our, within our four walls or outside our backyard. So this retailer uh, became more active on social media, became more, um, aggressive with uh, their website and offers, and they have seen a huge um, uptick in um, what would be previous to COVID uh, in-person sales has now become uh, virtual sales or e-commerce or whatever you want to call it, web sales. So um, there are a number of things. Um, our medical health care uh, clients have uh, been forced 
to uh, do the uh, the um, telemedicine. Telemedicine. Thank you. Um, so we've had to set up systems via the web where they can have um, patient uh, physician interaction and appointments via the web. So that has taken a huge, um, they've seen huge increases in virtual appointments. Isn't it funny that that, that when it first happened, everyone was like, it'll never last. Yep. And already I'm like, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Like I, I had a, a client who sent me out to, to um, film at a medical facility, a hospital up, up north. And so uh, I'm there, and in between the interview, she kept she kept on having to stop because a telemedicine call would come in. Yep. And of course, you don't film any of that stuff. But you know, I I, I got a glimpse when she opened up. The tech on that is amazing. Oh, it's incre- incredible! Like, they're literally, you know, you, you'd think, well, what can they do if they can't, you know, put you know put their hands yeah. on me? But they've got you know a, a technician or something there, yeah. and these cameras are beaming straight to that. They, it's just yeah. like they're there. It's great. And sometimes it's it's so it's so warranted and you you think you know why didn't we do this in the first place simple appointments like for instance there's a a steady appointment that i have to have with my physician for just a simple prescription refill well why does that have to be in person every Mm. time yep you know what i mean so i've just saved myself with these virtual appointments uh you know two hours every three months because you know now i just in my palm of my hand i'm just looking at the doctor we have a quick conversation and boom my prescription is refilled. So my, my, um, so what's your take? Like, what have you seen on your side? Okay. So when COVID first hit, there was that initial week where you just got to respect the fact that, you know, you don't know what's happening and everyone was, was indecisive and apprehensive. And so I pretty much just took that week and wrapped up some post-production. I just kept to myself, but on week two, um, it was kind of, okay, let's, let's start looking at this. And so, um, the first service, which actually now is a full-blown service offering that I have, is is the live streaming. Absolutely. I observed that everybody was was doing Facebook lives and 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 YouTube live streams, and yeah. I observed our governor doing his uh, daily COVID uh, addresses, yeah. um, interviews via live streaming was something that I hadn't yeah. seen. Um, but I suddenly it was everywhere, and they were all awful. There was no production value in any of them, yeah. and I thought I can help here. And so um, I invested in a bunch of equipment, and now I have this just ridiculous live streaming setup, which I've 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 put to work for you know some some clients around town, and, and plan to grow that side of my sure. business. I would have never have done that had it not been for COVID. No. So that's how I've changed. But I'm I'm lucky, man. I mean, video production is one of those things, especially the way I do it, because I'm not a I'm not a five guy operation. I've, right. I've been there, done that. But I find that it's I enjoy operating solo, and so. Sure. In many ways, anyone that wanted video done, I was a more attractive choice because they didn't have to have five people come and they just had yep. one dude. Yep. So I was in a in a particularly good situation, and I'm I'm not I'm aware of that. I was very fortunate. But one of my friends who wasn't in such a good situation, but still I love this. This is why I love this guy. He owns a theater company wow. <clears throat> in a big city here in Louisiana. Uh, in Louisiana. Uh, in fact, backstory: this fella. Um, I first met him 15 years ago. He was one of the crew members we hired for our production company at the time. Okay. And this guy was the best 
employee we've ever had. Okay. He, um, you know, whereas most guys would come back and say, uh, I didn't have, I forgot my headphones. Yeah. So I shot it without monitoring the audio. And then you put it in, the audio's uh, all out of whack. Yeah. This guy, he came back once, he said, uh, I forgot the tripod mount for my camera. Then I'm thinking, oh, wow, we must have shot this all freehand then. And he said, so I moved the interview to where I could put the camera on one of those boxes by the mm. traffic lights, which is about the right height that I want. Sure. Solution. He was a solutions yeah, guy. He adapted. So no, no surprise. He goes off and opens this theater company. He's been doing that for the last 10 years. Anyway, COVID hits. Entertainment, theater, oh. worst industry to be in. Yeah. And so he went from, he does like 12 shows a year to nothing. Yeah. You know what he did? Everything he could do. He started creating t-shirts that kind of brought a little humor to this. Sure. He's, he gave me a bunch of them, like hashtag quarantine uh, t-shirts. And yeah. he has some cute Phantom of the Opera mask plays on yeah. the whole mask thing. And so he, he generated some revenue in doing t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and I think his latest, um, his latest pivot was to use the space that he has with the theater company to host, um, uh, virtual learning, like nice. classrooms of, of yeah. kids, yeah. which, um, is, is going great. Yeah. Anyway, my point is this, and I, I think we should probably wrap it up today is, um, is I don't believe uh, that it is, it serves anybody to to say i can't because yeah i think that's a period oh yeah yeah so i'm not saying it's always going to work out it's actually not it's going to not work out most of the time but the only chance you have to realize that potential that i know is in every human being is to try so don't accept excuses and just um i like instead of excuses pivot or adapt yeah right? always be looking at how you can pivot to better serve whoever it is that you serve love it yeah yeah all right just do it next Good time. Good stuff all right thanks all right bye. thanks for listening to think jargon if you like this episode share it with a friend or post a review at itunes your reviews help new listeners find our show have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon.